What's up, you guys? Happy fucking Sunday, and welcome back to your favorite Sunday podcast, Brunch with Des B. I'm your host, Des, also known as Des B, and the B is for the best. The bestest host. The bestestest host, right? Okay, anyways, welcome back to the podcast. I hope you guys are having a great Sunday. I hope you've had a great past week. Um, I'm in pretty high energy this morning, not gonna lie. Um, having a coffee, it's sunny outside. Um, I'm in a good mental headspace right now, I feel. Um, well, I'll elaborate on that here in a second. And um, I just feel really good, feel really good. So um, I wanted to share that energy with you guys. But most importantly, I wanted to share with you guys, I am, like I said, drinking a coffee, all right? No fun shit yet, all right? I just, I can't, can't drink like I used to because of breastfeeding. I just, I get confused on when I can, I can feed still and when I can't. Plus, it's currently 10.30 a.m. Can't really, can't really pop a good drink yet, all right? Anywho, hope you guys are ready for a good episode. Whether you are a mom or not, whether you are someone who wants kids or not, maybe you're just fucking nosy. So here I am. I'm here to give you um, the tea on postpartum. I wanted to make this episode specifically right now because of what happened this morning. <laughs> and I will get to that in a second. Um, I knew I wanted to, but it just kind of flowed into where my mindset's at. First and foremost, though, before we jump in, you guys know the drill. Check out the show notes. I got um, four weeks for gains, you know, mini challenge going on. I got new merch. Uh, I got different affiliate codes you guys can use to support me. I will say, um, you guys have seen it. We've all seen it by now. The new Instagram update is complete dog shit, asshole licking, butt munching, doo-doo face having update. We hate the update. Why? Why the fuck? Why do I want to see a fucking shopping page instead of my notifications? Why do I want to see reels and not like posts or my feed or whatever? It's very, it's a very interesting update for the app. With that being said, it goes to show that this app is only worried about making money for themselves. They don't care about their viewers. They don't care about their users. They don't care about anything but making money on the app. Makes sense. It's a free app, right? I would rather though pay for that fucking app in order to have um, proper ability to be seen, to share posts, et cetera, right? I think we're all in that same boat. Would you pay $5 a month to use that app? I fucking would. I, you know what I mean? Turn it into a membership then. Don't make it free. Anywho, my point being, Instagram has taken a complete dog shit 180. And you guys using my codes, you guys supporting me, that continues to help myself and my family um, when this app is just not as available to you guys to be able to communicate with me as it used to. So when you're here on this podcast, you help me more than you know because you're staying connected off of that app that is killing itself, okay? So hope that you guys use my codes. Um, most of them, you save money, so like, why not? But again, as always, I'm transparent. I make about 10% commission off my codes. So if you spend um, $20, I make $2. Capiche? Pretty cool. All right. So uh, anyways, wanted to just kind of throw that out there. I feel like when you are more open to people about what exactly supports you and how they can, you're more apt to do it because I'm, I'm, not, I'm not hiding anything. By you guys listening to this podcast, I am making $0.00. So 
that is completely on me. However, again, check out the show notes. You can find ways to support me, support the podcast. And in turn, I get to support you guys more. I get to give away more stuff. I get to give away money. Um, I get to help people in hard situations. I get to donate to people's, you know, certain funds or whatever's going on. I'm a giving person. My, my love language is gift giving. My love language is giving. So I like to give. <laughs> um, anyways, I hope that you guys are having a great day. Holidays are coming up. Um, we're about to be on fucking lockdown again, which I'll have another episode on that. Nonetheless, if you listened to last week's episode with Emily, um, I hope that you guys have a little bit more insight on maybe how to tackle this at home lockdown that I think is either A, going to be here by the time this goes live or B, very much on the horizon. Um, so stay safe, guys. So let's get into the podcast about postpartum. Let me tell you, I'll, I'll line it up with what happened this morning and then we'll get into it deep. My coffee cup says, don't ever give up. <laughs> well, um, last night I really wanted to. So story time. (laughs) This is the not glamorous side of having kids. And I will foreshadow this podcast by saying that it is very vulnerable, vulnerable for me to share. Um, it's, it's almost going to be kind of hard for me and embarrassing for me to share at some points. And that that's fucking postpartum. That's postpartum. So I encourage you guys And I I ask you guys, if you relate with this podcast in any way, shape, or form, please, please share it with a fellow mom. Please share it with someone maybe looking to have kids. Please um, tell me, tell me that this helped you. Because again, this is a very vulnerable situation. Postpartum is very vulnerable. That's why a lot of people don't fucking talk about it. You don't see a lot of people have a platform based on just the negatives of postpartum. Granted, there's some people out there, don't get me wrong, but for bigger like fitness influencers or beauty influencers to really open up about postpartum, it's just, it's not in our, our thing, right? We, it's not, we're not going to fucking post about it, but you guys that listen, I feel like we're on a very deep level. You guys that are here and really spend time with me every Sunday. So I, I want to open up to you guys. Cause I, I know that this conversation can help a lot of people. Um, so don't make fun of me. I will literally come and find you and fucking throat punch you. Don't go assuming things about other mamas because this is just my story. doesn't mean that this is everyone's story, but give other moms grace. And again, take your time today to encourage another mom. If you know someone who's mom and hard right now and you're like, dude, they're just doing a great job. Let them know. Okay. So story time. This started last, last night. Maddox around 10 PM um, or 9, 9 PM. I fed him right? Normal feed, whatever. He stayed up till literally almost his next feed at 12. Okay. He had maybe 30 minutes of sleep. He was cranky, crying, wouldn't go to sleep. Um, like not necessarily in distress. Like I don't think he was like quote unquote colicky. Um, but he just like, he, he would like fall asleep for five seconds. And then I'd be like, cool. And then he'd be like, just fucking kidding. Go nuts. So laid him down at 12. He was literally up every two and a half hours. And by the time I put him to sleep, it was like hard to put him to sleep. Right. 
So I was up every two and a half hours. Literally, I was fucking mad, guys. And this is important for any of you moms out there. There will be times where you don't, like you want to viciously put the sucky or the pacifier in their mouth. Like you don't want to be nice. You know what I mean? You want to be like, here, fucking take it. Because it's like, why are you crying? What is, I am doing everything I can. And I know you other moms out there are like, hell yeah, girl, been there. And so it's important to remember too, guys, if you ever get worked up, too worked up, walk away, walk away from your baby. Don't, don't let yourself get mad. In, in my case, I wasn't at that level, but at, I was at the point where like I'd put the sucky in his mouth and I was like, dude, what the fuck? Like in my head, I was literally like fucking take it. I was just getting so angry with him. And I'm like, he's just a baby. He doesn't know. So anyways, I'm up, I'm up. Right. And when you are up in the middle of the night with a baby, you don't get to fucking roll over and kind of wake up or stretch your fucking legs or yawn a little bit. It is game time. When that baby is crying, you are up on your fucking feet and you are figuring it out. So I wake up around eight o'clock. So this is by the time this is another feed, right? We're at about 8am. I roll over um, and I tell Wyatt, I said, Wyatt, will you get up and go help my dad? We're, we're hanging mirrors in the garage. Um, and I wanted him to go to Lowe's to help him. So I didn't have to, right? Wyatt has to start work at 10. So like I wanted him to go early with my dad. So it's about 8.20. And I said, Wyatt, will you get up um, and go with my dad to Lowe's? Um, you know, don't get me wrong. I woke Wyatt up out of a deep sleep. But I had just woken up. I'm fucking furious. I'm furious. I'm like, I am fucking tired. I, all I want to do is work out, like get my workout in today because I know that'll make me feel better at some point. I I don't get to just lay there. So I turn over, I see him. I have resentment. I'm like, oh, cool. You just get to fucking sleep all night. So I tell him that and he just, he's like, okay. And continues to fucking sleep. So finally, I said, Wyatt, I need you to get up and go help my dad. So my point is, I gave Wyatt some sass, right? I'm like, get the fuck up. I didn't say it like that, but basically, right? I'm like, get up, go help my dad, blah, blah, blah. So I kind of lash out on him. Once I was done and I was pumping, Wyatt took a shower. He kind of spewed a few words back at me, just like, okay, like, I don't understand what you want. I'm trying to help. We, we had a little bicker a bicker, right? Not a fight. Okay. This is just normal life shit. This is fucking marriage guys. It is not easy. So we kind of bicker back and forth. And finally I'm sitting there while Wyatt's in the shower and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, wow, that was not me. Like that person who just kind of lashed out on him. That was not me. I realized how mad I was because I said, Wyatt, can you get up and do this? And the fact that he didn't spring out of bed like a fucking bunny, like I have to every single time Maddox wakes up, that pissed me off because I don't get to do that anymore. I don't get to to roll over and just bet, base in bed and go, oh, this is fucking bliss. Oh, you don't wake up before a baby, bitch. That's not fucking possible. If you're a new mom, you are waking up because the baby wakes up. You don't wake up before he wakes up and get your 20 minutes of free time. That doesn't happen. So I realized that that fucking pissed me off anyway. So Wyatt left. He was kind of mad at me. Um, Again, very normal marriage stuff, guys. This is not something to be ashamed of. We all bicker. We all argue. It doesn't mean you're in a rough spot. You're fucking fine. And so he comes back and I tell him, I tell him exactly that. Hey, I was mad because this. 
because you don't have to spring up. And, and I apologize. That's wrong. You know, he's like, I understand. Did you see where I come from? I said, absolutely. We kiss and we make up. We're good. So then I said, hey, I'm going to go record a podcast. <laughs> so here I am spilling the tea to you guys. Um, but that's not really tea. I don't think that that part of our relationship is negative to share. Certain things are private. Absolutely. But when it comes to things like that, that can help people go, okay, my marriage is fine too. Just because we bicker doesn't mean it's bad. Everyone bickers, guys. It doesn't mean that you don't love each other. It doesn't mean that you want to fucking throat punch each other all the time. It's just natural life, especially postpartum. So I kind of want to backtrack to the initial state of postpartum. I think that when I gave birth and after, it was a little bit different for me because I didn't get to take my baby home right away. So for a lot of parents, they get thrown in 48 hours after new babies at home. You're like, holy fucking shit. This changed everything for me. I got to have my, I got to have my baby and almost have an extra six weeks of like normalcy to prepare. So I don't think that I got the typical post baby blues that a lot of women get. Does that make sense? And I think it's, again, I think it's because I had the chance to almost ease into motherhood, even though it was fucking hard to be in the NICU. So I hope that that makes sense. I feel like you guys can kind of correlate. You can be like, okay, that makes sense. Cause I, I got to know around at least the date where I would be taking my baby home. Okay. I got six extra weeks of fucking Navy SEAL training under my belt, um, to become a mom before I had to bring the baby home. White and I got six weeks of extra alone time that we knew before the baby came home. Obviously, um, after birth, um, my body was changing, things were happening, you know, I'm bleeding, my vagina's healing, I had a mild tear, Wyatt and I couldn't be intimate, um, and to be honest, I didn't want to be, didn't fucking want to be one fucking bit, and again, that is very normal postpartum, um, so do not feel like if you don't have a sex drive that you are not okay, you know, like, no one pushes out a baby and wants a penis penetrating them after, no fucking things. And if you are, creme to the crop, baby. Good for you. But not in this house. So as I continue to recover, um, your body, your mind, everything just shifts to having a baby. I don't want to say your partner comes second, but it's a weird balance that you learn. Um, because you you learn as a mom to love this baby so much. And it's like, it's you and that baby, ride or die. Ride or fucking die. And then, and then it's your partner. But you kind of want it to blend all three, right? You got you gotta we'll focus on you, your partner, and the baby, your family. Um, but at the beginning, it's kind of it's all new. You want to be the best mom ever, and you might shut out your partner, not on purpose, but it just naturally happens. So once that six weeks was up, um, with White and I, we wanted to obviously be intimate, and I have to say we tried, and I just I wasn't really ready. I don't think my body was ready. I don't think my mind was ready. Um, this week that we did have sex, it was the first few days that Maddox was actually home. So like I was fucking sleep deprived. I, I was kind of newly actually breastfeeding a lot. I'm trying to figure out how to make his bottles. I'm trying to figure out how to wipe him properly. You know, like all these things, um, you know, how do I get upstairs and downstairs with him? Like what's my schedule? It was all new. So when we tried, it was just like not there. And it wasn't anything against both of us. It was just like, okay, like we'll try again. 
And again, I, I only share that because there's nothing to be ashamed of. Your body just went through, as a woman, so much trauma that to have something as intimate as sex when you are not physically ready or mentally ready again, I mean, you got a lot on your plate, mama. There's a lot going on. It is okay. And if your partner doesn't understand that, then like you need to have a chat, right? You need to kind of explain that. Um, So after that, I shared a lot of like mom posts with Wyatt, like on Instagram that I follow some Instagram accounts because I figured that that would be a really good spot for him to kind of educate himself in his feed naturally, like maybe how I'm, I could be feeling, you know, mom guilt, postpartum anxiety, postpartum depression, all these things, just so he can know what to look out for and how I feel. Um, so after that, we kind of continued to not be separate. Like we would hang out a lot, but all my focus was on the baby, right? Like I, I could not help it. Um, so that was really difficult for me because I, I could not find the balance between my partner, meaning Wyatt, and my baby. And that's something I'm still learning. And again, that's that's okay. It's not supposed to be sunshine and rainbows. Um, during this time, I was able to start working out again. So my body started to feel better. I will say I, I lost so much muscle. Um, it was very hard for me to get back into weights. I actually just hit a PR the other day of... 85 pounds of squats for 10 reps for four sets. So that was pretty fucking huge. Um, and mind you guys, I used to be squatting like 225 pounds. So if that puts in perspective, anything, um, this past year has just really changed my strength from not only quarantine, but just pregnancy and then having to be off and then breaking my toe, all these things. So that kind of made me feel a little poopy because I just wanted to feel really good. I wanted to feel really powerful after postpartum, you know, I just gave birth to this baby. I want to feel strong. And I just really didn't. So that was kind of hard for me. But then I got to the point after a few workouts where I was just really proud of myself. And I think that that's really important to, to encompass at postpartum is just being proud of yourself because of what your body has already done and what it continues to do. You know, you are a milk machine. Um, and even if you're formula feeding, like you're still a machine, you got to feed this baby, you got to show up for this baby. So to get your extra time and get your workout in, to have that energy, fucking good for you. Be proud of yourself. So after the first couple weeks, so this is about like six to eight weeks postpartum, I'm about 10 right now. White and I tried to have sex again. We did. It felt much better. It was good. Um, still a little mentally displaced because Maddox was like in the crib sleeping And it was just, it was a new vibe. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're like, hmm, there's a baby in the room. What if he starts crying? You know, it's, it's weird. Do we stop? Do we like, so I, I will, I will say my mind was like not really in it, but it was felt a lot better. A few positions personally were just not as comfortable. I don't think it's something I need to see a pelvic therapist, pelvic floor therapist for because I'm not like having incontinence or anything like that. I feel really strong. Kegels are good, you know, all this. But it was just like, I think, again, natural part of the healing process. And if you're not ready mentally, you know, your body's going to protect you, right? So it's going to tighten up. It's going to clench. It's not going to want anything to enter, et cetera. You can only imagine. So that's really the extent of my sex life right now. And again, I'm only sharing that because it's just so real. It's so real. And Wyatt and I have been really trying to discuss it more openly about just like intimacy, having alone time. But he also understands like, this is just a transition period for us. 
And until Maddox can really sleep more during the night, meaning I can sleep more, it's hard to have energy. Um, we've also had my little brother at my house for about three weeks now. Um, you know, he's why it's hanging out with him, why it's teaching him dude stuff, right? So it's not like why it comes up to bed and we have a few hours alone. He kind of hangs out with Ty and I appreciate that of him. Um, you know, my dad's in town. A few weekends ago, my mom was in town. His mom came over. So we constantly are having our in- immediate family over, which by the way, they're all tested for COVID before coming over and they all mask around Maddox. Very important for us to practice uh, proper PPE right now. Um, but side sidebar there. So it's been hard for us to have like that alone time, right? I will say though, I think it's going to get better. I can already feel it because I'm starting to get a little bit more sleep. Obviously last night was a little bit difficult. You're going to have nights like that. Um, But I just want to be very vulnerable with you guys because my sex life was super high pre-birth, right? Like we were doing it all the time, feeling good. And um, it just, you know, you got a lot of shift in hormones. You got a lot of stuff going on in your body. You're just, things are changing. Your mindset's different. And I personally don't feel as if anyone should feel guilty for that. I don't think that you should feel bad for not wanting to have sex after birth, um, for a period of time. Now, some people are horn dogs, which I wish I was like, I really wish I could have like a sense of literal horniness right now, but it only, it just comes and goes to the point where like, I can't act on it. Um, And again, just sharing because a lot of women out there feel like they're wrong for not wanting to have sex with their husbands or significant others or whatever it might be. And yes, it sucks, but don't, don't let it define your marriage. Cause it's just, it really is just a point in time that I think most women come out of. Um, so I started to take balance again by Alani Nutrition Um, just kind of try to balance out those hormones again, literally no pun intended. Um, and maybe get a little bit of a sex drive back too. And like I said, it it really does, it does come and go just to the point where I can't act on it. Right. It's like 4 PM why it's working. I'm like horny sitting in bed. Can't really do much about it. (laughs) So I hope that that wasn't too much TMI. And I feel like at this point, I don't, I don't think it was like, I, if you guys feel that way, like that's kind of fucked up because it's just, we're women here. Hopefully most of us are women listeners. You should probably be like, oh yeah. Or just expect it to happen to you. And again, if it doesn't and you ha- you're like super horny after you give birth, like I'm jealous. I wish that I could have that. Um, so anyways, working on that, um, outside of like sex life, working out stuff, being a mom is just, it's been really hard in terms of transitioning. Um, but it's also been really great because I feel like the amount of fucks that I give are so low. It's beautiful. Um, so here's an example. Like yesterday I posted a, a post. I posted a post. No fucking shit. Um, and I hate putting this in reference, but my job is social media, right? My job is to post. My job is to share stories. My post, my job is to do this. Lately, I have not been focusing on analytics at all. This app is already butthole anyway. We all know that. So when my posts don't get as much likes as the other people or my story views don't get as much as the day before, I just don't fucking care anymore because you know what? I'm so goddamn grateful for every single person that decides to watch my shit and I don't need to worry about the people that aren't. Listen to that again. I'll put it in in reference for you. 
You don't need to worry about the people that aren't watching your shit. Worry about the people that are. Because those are the people that are riding for you. Those are the people that are going to show up for you. Those are the people that are going to support you. For In my case, those are the people that are going to use my codes, want to be a part of my challenges, want to continue to help me support my family. So why, why am I going to worry about other people that aren't there? I think I found myself so much before I gave birth, knowing that I was transitioning out of kind of this fitness world, right? When I, when I popped off, you want to call it, I was 21, 21, 22. And I was like young, I was vibrant. Granted, I'm young now, but just bear with me. Young, vibrant, White and I were just dating. We weren't engaged yet, blah, blah, blah. And then I started to grow up. I started to grow up, started to become a real, a real woman, um, a woman of opinions, a woman of a fucking sailor mouth, a woman that loves Jesus, loves to cuss and shares what she wants, um, unapologetically me. And during that time, I lost a lot of people because I wasn't just that fitspo anymore, right? I wasn't the person that just posted ass shots and swipe workouts with no realness behind me. I wasn't a gym shark athlete. I wasn't this athlete. I wasn't that athlete. I wasn't top tier. I was getting older and there's always someone new and fresh coming in. There's always the new 20 year old, the new 18 year old, the new 19 year old with the curves and the youngness and in college and vibrant and fun. And that's just life. Who gives a fuck? I don't give a fuck, but I did for a minute. So once I was going into postpartum, I was at first, before I gave birth, worried because I was like, wow, I'm really going to be irrelevant now. I'm going to have a very niche audience because a lot of people can't correspond with postpartum, um, you know, kind of like a younger mom, so to speak, being married, blah, blah, blah. Then I gave birth and I was like, why the fuck was I even worried about that? I have this beautiful baby. If you don't want to see him on my story, like you're, you have a literal problem because if I wake up and I see babies, I smile. I don't know about you. I fucking smile. So that was kind of a thing too, is just realizing that like whoever's showing up for me, that those are the only people I care about. I don't care about reaching new people anymore. To be honest, if I could just ditch my Instagram, my Desby Instagram, and just be on my Des Piper, swear to fucking God, I would. However, it's just like literally not smart for me. Um, so I would I would not do that. But my point is like, I just love being me. I love being me. I love fucking posting what I want. Um, I love posting workouts on my story now. You know, I don't really like posting swipe workouts. I think they're fucking overdone, overplayed. People post shit ass form anyway. And it doesn't dif- differentiate anyone. Um, I want to try to do more reels. I think those are fucking fun. I want to get better at them. All this stuff. So postpartum has kind of brought that new sense of um, confidence to what I post and what I share. Because like I know it is me. It is 100% me and I'm proud of it. I'm proud of what I've done. I'm proud of what my body's done. I'm proud of my baby. I'm proud of my family. I'm proud of my husband. And that's just where my life is right now. So sorry that I'm not the latest and greatest 21-year-old you know, as lean as I used to be, not married, living the college life, having big affiliations with, you know, huge companies that post me all the time. That's just not me anymore. And to be honest, I don't even think people post me anymore or want to affiliate with me anymore, like ads and shit. Not that I really did any before, but I think I cuss too much. I don't think that they like that. (laughs) Hold on, coffee break. Cheers. So I, you know, I want to put it quite blunt. I kind of remind myself of Bretman Rock. 
but like fitness. You know, like fit, fitness, Bretman Rock. Um, I think that he's good. So anyways, um, it's funny. I'm actually going to text Wyatt right now because I can hear Maddox screaming downstairs. I told you guys, he's literally, literally sleeping for like five minutes. And this, this is reality. And I'm not even going to edit this out because I'm sitting here. I took a few minutes for myself to record a podcast and this is what's happening. You know what I mean? Like th- this is mom life. This is, you can't fucking plan things anymore. Um, so he said, I don't know. He's just fussy. He said he might be hungry. So he might need my titty. <laughs> we love it. So anyways, sorry guys for that little intermission. Like I said, I'm not editing that out because you know what? Welcome to the part postpartum episode. This is life. You try to take a few minutes to get shit done and then boom, you can't get shit done because they wake back up and they need you. <laughs> so, um, anyways, postpartum, what else do I want to talk about? Um, recovery was okay. Like I said, um, I'm, I feel totally normal down there. hundred percent. Um, everything feels pretty, pretty back to normal. I will say my core strength's really low. Um, like holding a plank is really hard. Properly bracing is kind of hard. And so I'm still kind of like rehabbing my core a little bit, but I just feel like, especially in my situation, I shared this on my Instagram with the postpartum body aspect, you know, number one, we all need to be proud of our bodies postpartum, no matter what. Um, but I think that it's, it's hard for me to be proud because I feel like I skipped out of the hard part of pregnancy, you know, when your ankles swell and you start to feel really fat. And again, I use that word lightly, but you know, pregnancy, you do feel like a whale. Um, and like, I skipped out on that. So like, I feel like for me to be like, oh yeah, like my postpartum body, I snap back. It's like, I feel like I did it more than other people. So it's like, that's not fair if that makes sense. Um, so it's hard for me to be proud of it sometimes, at least publicly. I can look at myself right now and be proud of it, but not like, I hate telling people that. Um, so after our everything this past, you know, 10 weeks, diet, nutrition. I'm still not tracking macros. I stopped tracking macros in February. Um, and I'm going to actually have a whole episode on that as well. Just macros, nutritional, um, kind of outlook, um, how to approach things maybe yourself. But for me, I'm not tracking anything. I'm literally eating whatever I want, um, because I need fuel. I need my body to work. I need to stay awake. I need to feel functional. Um, the other night I was literally dipping, my cinnamon rolls in moose tracks ice cream. And then last night I had three mini pizookies from BJ's bar and grill. And, um, I was here for that. So I'm not promoting a poor nutrient, nutrient dense diet, but give yourself grace. This is a time and place where like your body just needs to, it just needs to run. Um, I'm not fucking perfect. I'm not drinking goddamn green smoothies and shoving kale up my ass to give my baby the best nutrients, right? Some days are fucking hard and I just, I have a to-go salad and then I have a roll of sushi and then I have fucking ice cream for dinner. Like some days are just fucking hard. So don't feel as if you're not a good mom because you're not, you know, 100% diet and, you know, killing it and making all this, you know, healthy food and yogurt bowls and shit. Some days might be really good. Don't get me wrong. But I see a lot of moms, even I follow on Instagram, they share all this shit and 
Um, and I like these women. These are great women, but in my head, I'm just like, girl, like, don't, don't feel pressure to not post the reality too. Um, so it's like, I know that some people don't want to share that much. There's very much different people in the world, right? Some that are very vulnerable, some that are very private. So I respect that some people don't want to like share their whole life. Don't get me wrong. But for me, it's very important to share postpartum right now because a lot of people that go through it, you don't feel like you have community. Um, so to wrap up this episode, you know, if you have any questions, please let me know. Number one, um, I'll probably give another update here, maybe around six months, right? How am I feeling? What's going on? Cause to be honest, postpartum depression can appear at any point up to a year. So I'm again, going to be very open with you guys. I feel great right now. Um, I have the natural mood swings, very common, but that's not postpartum depression. Um, so if you're out there, you're a mom, welcome to motherhood. Welcome to fucking motherhood. I don't care even how long you've been a mom. You're a great mom and momming is always hard. I can only imagine what it's going to be like as Maddox continues to grow and as I continue to maybe have another kid or two, et cetera. I can only fucking imagine. So you guys out there doing and doing it, putting in the work. I'm really, really proud of you guys. Um, and as a new mom, like I really look up to you guys that are out there fucking mom and hard. I respect the fuck out of you. Um, and if you're out there and you, you know, maybe you're trying to conceive, um, I'm thinking of you. I'm thinking of you hard because trying to conceive infertility issues, miscarriages, stillbirths, whatever it might be, it's not fair. It's not fair. And, you know, even for me delivering early, I was lucky enough to save my baby's life, but even delivering early made me question why my body did what it did. So I can only imagine miscarrying, losing a baby, et cetera. You know, you feel a lot of guilt for yourself and your body, you know, we have, we have one job as women, quote unquote, right? And you just want it to work. You want your parts to work. And if you're someone out there that, you know, you don't want kids, maybe you're like, dude, I'm listening to this, but like, I don't have the mom bone in my body. That's a hundred percent. Okay. hundred percent. Okay. You can still respect motherhood. You can still, um, swoon over motherhood. You can still love babies and not want to be a mom yourself. And I think in, in our day and age, it's starting to become more common to, for that to be okay. But just a reminder that if you don't want to be a mom, that's not in your, in your cards right now. You're, maybe you're just not vibing with it. That's all right. There's nothing fucking wrong with you. Nothing wrong at all. And if you're someone who's like, I want to be a mom, but like, how do I know when the right time is? I will be the, the, the first and not the last. I will be probably just not even the first. People have probably already told you this. There is never going to be a perfect fucking time. I think back of when I found out I was pregnant at the end of February and March. And I'm like, I was not ready to be a mom. I was not ready to be a mom. But when you find out you're pregnant, you start stepping into that role. You become fucking ready. And you crush it and you embrace it. And you end up becoming the best fucking mom for your baby. Um, so I, I know I've mentioned it also before. A lot of people that aren't ready to be moms um, and choose to choose to terminate um, the pregnancy, choose to choose to not forego a pregnancy. That is okay too. That's okay too. It's it's hard for me to say that because I couldn't imagine termi- terminating my baby I have right now. But I get it. I get it. You are seen. You are heard. It is your body. It's your choice. Not my fucking decision. Not my fucking, you know, business, not, not my body, not my body. 
So I mentioned this, I think my first or second trimester podcast, if you guys want to go back and listen to that, I talk kind of a little bit about why I can see where people terminating pregnancies early. You don't, you don't have a relationship with the baby. People, they tell you you're pregnant. You're like, but I'm not, you don't have that same emotion. So no matter what your situation is right now, I just want to let you know that you are seen, you are heard by me. Um, and I respect you guys and I love you guys no matter what, whether you want to be a mom, whether you don't want to be a mom, whether you chose to not be a mom, whether you are an adoptive mom, whether you're a foster mom, whether you are a new mom, an old mom, whatever kind of person and woman you are right now, you are seen and heard. Even if this podcast episode maybe didn't apply to you, um, as much. Um, so anyways, little off my little soapbox to end. Um, but I hope that that helped you guys. Um, like I said, coming out with another episode, maybe this week or next week, this coming week or next week about my macronutrient journey, my macros, um, going intuitive eating. What does that look like? Um, how can you guys do it yourself? What, what kind of practices can you put in place? What helped me and more? So if you guys have any questions, um, as always email me, everything's in the show notes. Thank you guys for being here. I hope that my vulnerability and openness of postpartum gave you guys a little bit of a glimpse. Um, this is all still new to me. I'm, I'm two and a half months in this, this ain't shit compared to other people. So we will see where it goes. We'll see what ends up happening and, um, keep going from there. So let me know if you guys, uh, listen today, make sure you share rate free rate review, subscribe. Um, I'm going to go take care of my kid now so my husband can keep working, but I appreciate him. I know he usually doesn't listen to my podcast, but I just want to say out loud, I do appreciate him. He's been, um, really adaptive for me, really fluid, really learning, and we're both learning. So that is the beauty behind relationships and having someone to support you. But love you guys. Happy Sunday, and we'll chat next week.